As Ian introduced at the beginning, I'm Jonathan. Um, and Ooh, with that. <laughs> um, and I'm also Scottish, so I will try to speak slowly and clearly, and hopefully you'll be able to understand what I'm saying. Um, the main passage we're going to focus on is a passage that we read from, from John earlier. But just before we go into that, I'd like to just read... Um, another story which is just a little bit earlier on in John. If you want to follow it in the Bible, um, it's on the page 1020. And this happens just before what we read um, where Jesus is talking to his disciples um, about loving one another. It's from the beginning of chapter 13 in John. And it was just after the Passover feast. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave the world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around them. Wrapped around him, sorry. We'll come back to that in a little bit as we think about um, what Jesus means when he says, A new command I give you love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. And in some ways, it's such a, a simple command to love one another. It's not all these kind of complicated bits to it. But yet there's so much, even in these two verses, and we're going to unpack a little bit of that just to explore what it means and what Jesus is talking about when he gives this command to his disciples. So we heard in that reading there that this is happening um, at the end of the, the Passover feast, just after Judas has left. Jesus has spent time with his disciples at the Last Supper. Um, and Jesus is already thinking about what's going to be happening next. And he spends a bit of time preparing his disciples in the following chapters for what's going to be happening when he's gone. So he talks to them um, about the fact there are going to be rooms in his father's house for them about the Holy Spirit who will be sent to help them, um, that they should be expecting hatred from the world because they belong to God and not to the world, and also that they will see Jesus again, and that at that time, sadness will turn to joy. And so Jesus is starting this time by giving the disciples a new command. And the first thought that I had when I was thinking about this was, why, why is it a new commandment? Surely... Um, loving each other is something which God expected of people right from the beginning of time. Why, why is this new? Um, we see in a verse in Leviticus, um, 19, chapter 19, verse 18, when God is giving Moses the law, which he's then to pass on to the people, it says, Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone among your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. And this was given... You know, many years before Jesus gave this command to the disciples. 
And the difference, I think, between these commands and between what is meant by them, um, it's, it's the way that Jesus is telling people um, to show love. The Old Testament part, verse talks here about loving each other the same way that we would love ourselves. There's a kind of condition or a limit to this love. It's, it's based on what, on what we expect ourselves. And it was expected that people would treat others the way they wanted to be treated. And there's also that verse in Exodus which talks about an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, where you give what you get and you get what you give. But what Jesus is advocating here is a completely new way of thinking about loving each other. One that's based on his example of grace and of mercy. We're to love each other just as he has loved us. And so I want to kind of focus on one main question here. Um, if we're going to live out this commandment and love other people, then we need to look at Jesus' example of love and think, what does that look like? How, what, what can we take from that? Um, and the great thing about having the, the Gospels, uh, in particular I was looking at the Gospel of John, is that we see the accounts of Jesus and the stories of what he did, how he treated other people. And so we can take from that some, some kind of points. And there were three things that I thought of the kind of characteristics of Jesus' love um, that we see. And the first of these that keeps on coming back time and again is that Jesus shows love by being practical. There's several times um, when we see stories of, of food, because food's obviously quite an important thing. Um, and using food, Jesus makes sure that people's kind of basic needs are taken care of. In the story of um, Jairus' daughter, who had been sick, um, and she had died, and Jesus brought her back, um, back from the dead. Um, he says to the people around her, to her parents and his disciples, to give her some food because she's hungry. Um, despite the fact he'd just done this massive thing in healing her and bringing her back to life, he's concerned about the little things, the practical things, and the fact that she was hungry. And we see the same kind of thing happening in other places. Um, a couple of times when Jesus um, is out on the hills far away from towns and villages um, with lots of people around about and they've been following him and listening to his teaching. Um, and it gets late and the people don't have anything to eat. And instead of sending them away and Jesus saying, well, actually, you should have thought about getting food. It's kind of your problem. Actually, he takes an interest in their needs. He, he meets those needs by finding food and making sure that people have enough to eat. So he's looking out for the practical needs. In the, the, the um, story there about Jesus washing the disciples' feet that we just read, again, we see um, yeah, an, another way that Jesus meets a practical need there. Um, I was thinking, you know, why, why did Jesus wash the feet? What, what was so significant about that particular um, event. And I think there's, there's lots of things you can take from that. But one of the things is that um, people would have worn sandals at that time and the roads would have been very, very dusty, very dirty. And so washing the disciples' feet was, again, a practical need. They needed done. They, they would have had dirty feet. Um, so Jesus was caring for people by seeing what was needed and by meeting those needs. And even as Jesus was dying on the cross at the very end of his of of that part of his life there here on earth. He was thinking about other people. He said to John to look after his mother, making sure that even after he was, he was gone, that she would be looked after. Right to the end, Jesus was focusing on other people and on loving them. And Jesus says, after he's finished washing his disciples' feet, for I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done. 
So he's saying to us to, to look at his life as a model for how we live ours, how we love each other, following in his footsteps. And the Greek word for the kind of love that Jesus is showing here um, is agape. And this word expresses love. It's not simply about doing nice things for people or, or caring for them. But actually it's about doing love. It's an active thing. Um, it's not just a feeling, but it's about reaching out to people in uh, sacrificial love, giving of ourselves beyond what's um, just within our comfort zone. Another characteristic of Jesus' love is that it's unconditional. His criteria for who he loves is not based on other people's perceptions or their ideas of where his boundaries and barriers should be and who he should love and who he shouldn't. It goes beyond all of that. He loves everybody that he meets, regardless of social pressure um, or any kind of expectation on his part. There's one of the stories that I, I love in the Bible of, is when Jesus meets a Samaritan woman um, who's by the well. And we see here um, an example of this unconditional love. The fact that, that Jesus was talking to a woman when she was a woman and he, he wasn't, um, <laughs> obviously, um, that was just completely, it shouldn't have been happening in, in, in that time. That, that wasn't um, what was expected of Jesus. The fact that she was a Samaritan and that he was a Jew, again, it just shouldn't have been happening. Um, the fact that the woman was collecting water from a well at midday, it was the hottest part of the day, and she would have been there so that other people wouldn't have seen her. Um, and we find out later about her lifestyle, the number of husbands she's had, and the fact that the man that she's living with is not her husband, would also suggest that she's not the kind of person that, that people would have expected Jesus to be associating with, even talking to, and even asking her for a drink of water. That would have made Jesus ceremonially unclean by actually having that. When the, the disciples come back from where they've been, they're, they're surprised that Jesus is talking to a woman. But we know from that story and also from the, the many times um, that Jesus meets with outcasts and people who are seen as not important or less important than, than other people, even considering these people as friends eating at the houses, that actually Jesus isn't held back by other people's expectations of who he should love. He goes beyond all barriers and the love that he shows doesn't have these conditions attached to it. It's unconditional. I wonder if we think about the people that we love, whether that's people close to us or people that we meet and that we show love to. Are we confined to loving when it's easy or when it suits us? Or maybe when we think we should love, when other people are watching and, and we think, oh, we, we better show love to this person. Or do we show love even when it goes against the norm? It goes against what other people are doing. And even when it's easier to pass people by, are we committed to loving then? So we've got love which is practical, meeting other people's needs, which is unconditional, reaching beyond barriers into people's situations. And the third thing <clears throat> that I see in how Jesus expresses his love for others is that it's done with a servant heart. And this is something that we see, um, we, we see loads of times in the attitude of Jesus when he's demonstrating his love for others. It's not just about what is done, about the needs that he's, the needs that he's meeting and, and how he's helping people, but it's the attitude, it's, it's, it's how he's doing it and why he's doing it. If we think again about the story of Jesus washing the disciples' feet, that was something that would, would have been done by a servant. 
by somebody who was less important than everybody else, who would have had to get down there and do the dirty work of, of washing the disciples' feet. And Jesus shows incredible humility as he kind of puts aside any status or any expectations of who he should be, um, and he just gets on and, done it, and, and does it. And this is echoed in a, in a few verses from Philippians 2, where Paul's telling the readers, in your relationships with others, with, with one another, have the same attitude of mind Christ Jesus had, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. Having a a servant heart is about putting other people first before ourselves. It's about having an outward focus and not being so self-obsessed that that we don't love people around about us and instead are only concentrated on ourselves. And I wonder how that thought sits with you as well about where your priorities lie and and who you meet, who you spend time with, who who you give your time to. And as Jesus uh, continues to talk to his disciples about a whole load of things in preparation for his death, he says in John 15, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends, if you do what I command. And we see here the ultimate expression of love, to lay down one's life for one's friends. Something which Jesus has done for us on the cross in demonstrating his love to us. Completely selfless love, giving up everything that he had for others. It's just an incredible example to follow and an incredible calling on our lives as well. If we are to follow Jesus' command to love others in the way that he loved, what are we willing to give for other people? And so we see these these three characteristics of Jesus' love, that it's practical, that it's unconditional, and that it's expressed with a servant heart. And he calls us to do the same. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. And we're also told why we should be doing this as well. Because there are lots of people who show amazing love to others and help them in so many different ways. We were called to show love so that everyone will know that you're my my, my disciples. Our actions and our attitudes should point to Jesus and to the fact that what we do is as, as a response to what he has already done for us in dying for us on the cross. It's about glorifying God through how we live our lives and putting the focus on him and not on ourselves. So let's live lives which are grounded in God's love, in Jesus' example of love, which was freely shown to us, and he calls us to show that love to other people.